Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Get a little playoff talk going. Of course, it's Thursday, which means Q&A. So you're going to drive the conversation. Let's have a lot of fun. Let's talk 49ers versus Dallas Cowboys. And I seen WTM already came through and had a question. So I want to make sure that I get to that. WTM said, we had a good day of practice today? Question mark. Yeah, the 49ers have been having good days of practice and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have a healthy roster. So here's the little bit of injury update for WTM. Of course, the guys who are still not practicing, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ambry Thomas, some sort of decision could come down on Ambry Thomas this week if they decide they need to go with Janoris Jenkins to play you know, at the cornerback position. I think they're out of elevations. We'll see. Um, and then limited in practice where Samson Ebucom, wide receiver Jawan Jennings, and tackle Javon Kinlaw, which is normal. Uh, and thanks so much, Daryl, for becoming a member. Uh, that's big time for Daryl. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and then Trent Williams returned to practice. And for the Dallas Cowboys, the only one that they have not practicing is Jason Peters. It's not looking good. He missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then limited in practice for them. Safety, Jerron Curse, and defensive end, Demarcus uh, Lawrence. But they're all going to play minus Jason Peters. So both teams extremely healthy. Uh, and so I, I think... You know, we're good. And um, Daryl says, Daryl sending using his his membership uh, that he just got uh, to say, I feel like we'll expose the Dallas linebackers. Well said. Absolutely well said from Daryl. Um, yeah, I just I actually just recorded my scouting report video that I do for Patreon, and it's going to be going up later today. And in it, I point out the some of the mismatches that include... Uh, Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr, number 42, is going to be a real mismatch. 49ers offense are going to be able to take advantage of it. And what's up to everyone in chat? Uh, of course, WTM. Uh, I bleed red and gold. How's it going? Daryl, of course. I uh, And then also Google account. And Google account says, looking fresh in that Purdy jersey. Yeah, just just came in today. Christening the show with the, the Brock Purdy uh, jersey. I'm, I'm excited to have it. And uh, very thankful that I got, I got it as a gift. So... Uh, thanks so, so much to my parents. They they bought it for me. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I get to wear it. And so I'm excited. And I believe, says, I come to find out I, I don't really hate the Cowboys. There's 99% of their fans that I can't stand. I live in Texas now. And damn, they suck. <laughs> I'm sure it's a hotbed for Cowboys fans in Texas. 
Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I get it. So right now, of course, everything's on the table. Fill up chat with all your questions regarding 49ers versus Cowboys. Um, and then uh, Pure says, every time this dude comes on, the Niners win. Best luck. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> uh, hashtag uh, PCC coming from David V. How's it going? Um, now, when it comes to what was brought up, uh, just a second ago by Daryl about the linebackers. There is a huge advantage for the 49ers as far as linebackers. Uh, uh, 49ers going against the linebackers, Anthony Barr. Now, they like to rush Micah Parsons 90% of the time. Uh, in the breakdown I just did, they did have a couple occasions where Parsons went out in coverage to cover uh, running backs for Tampa Bay out in the flat and that sort of thing. But Vander Esch and Anthony Barr are absolute liabilities in pass coverage. You can take advantage of them, and you've seen early in the game that they were tr that Tampa Bay was trying to go to that. There was lack of execution from receivers, lack of execution from Tampa Bay's offense overall, including you know making the blocks that they needed to make, and then they didn't take advantage of of uh, Anthony Barr in the run game either. Anthony Barr is not a good run defender from an off-ball linebacker position. I think the 49ers need to take advantage of him. If I'm if I'm Kyle Shannon, I'm looking for 42. I'm trying to take advantage of him and run and pass. I'm looking for 11 to take care of, you know, take advantage of him in the run game. And then as far as Vander Esch, I want to take advantage of him in the passing game. There was a a touchdown that Tom Brady missed where Kate Otten got over the top on Vander Esch. Vander Esch was turned around. He looked covered, but Vander Esch was absolutely just now flipping his hips. It would have been a touchdown. Of course, you know, they did not locate the play and, you know, and that's really what it's about. It's about being able to read it, uh, but he didn't get it done. So there are opportunities to go ahead and attack. And I believe this need me one of those jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys are great. Uh, and KDR says, Purdy, I thought it was Stevie Johnson's jersey. No, it's a it's a Brock Purdy jersey, uh, but I like that. Dropping the number 13 knowledge with Stevie Johnson. Well played. Um, Stevie was one of the guys I really liked it. Uh, like too. WTM says you expecting Parsons to line up against Mike instead of uh, Trent ninety percent of the time. I think he's going to line up on Trent sometimes, uh, but I think he is going to line up on McGlinchey. Now here's the issue: no matter which one you line up, and what's up, Spider Nick Danger? How's it going? No matter which one you line up on, you are in a, you know in a disadvantage in the run game. Micah Parsons' speed, fantastic ability to track things, instincts off the charts. But when it comes to actually point of attack where you're trying to run the football, he struggles to squeeze things down. He struggles to set the edge. Those are advantage Mike McGlinchey, advantage Trent Williams. So in those cases, it doesn't matter where he is. Now they run a wide nine, and I mean they get out there with those guys. Parsons lining up huge, creating huge voids uh, between the defensive tackle and where he lines up off ball. To me, those are areas to be able to run the football I'm pretty sure uh, they're going to be good at, you know, at, at handling that situation. And Michael Humphrey says, home just in time. I'm here, coach. I'm the world's number one cowboy hater. Well, welcome, Michael Humphrey. Glad you're here. Let's have a fun conversation. I, I'm, I'm so excited about this game. And I'm looking forward to getting into everything. And uh, when it comes to Parsons, I think you know if you get to third and seven, third and eight, you're a 49er. Uh, those are advantage Parsons. That's when he can line up on Mike McGlinchey and be highly successful. Those are the ones you have to worry about. It's when you're third and two, third and three, and they don't know for sure if you're going to run the football or if you're going to pass where it puts Parsons in a difficult situation. If he goes ahead and runs upfield uh, like it's a pass play, and he's a speed rush guy. He's not bull rushing you. He doesn't have a extensive amount of you know pass rush moves. Uh, it's a lot of finesse, not very much power. He's going to want to get upfield. With that, if you're in third and two, you can ride him right off, you know, right up the field, let him go, run right inside of him, and then you're you're off to the races. So I think that that's what the key is, getting ahead of it, ahead of the sticks on early downs, creating third and shorts, or even no third downs at all are the best way for the 49ers to be successful. David says, only number 13 I have is uh, Stevie Johnson. I don't have that jersey I would I would have loved to have it. I I like Stevie, and when he was recovering from injury, he worked out with one of my buddies out in Elk Grove. Uh, a buddy helped him. He was a physical uh, therapist, and he helped get him back to where Stevie wanted to be. Stevie's a very nice guy, uh, and enjoyed when he was with the 49ers because I just think he's a good dude. WTM says, "Have you heard anything about pitch count for Kinlaw?" No, I haven't, and I don't think there'll be a pitch count after watching what happened last week. 
they let Kinlaw play a lot of snaps at the end of that football game, and he got a lot of reps. Now, do I think he was in full physical conditioning? No. Do I think it wore on him a little bit? Yes. Um, but I think he's working back into shape, and as these playoffs go, I think he's just going to get better and better. But you see the domination early in football games, and that's what they need from Kinlaw. Stop the run early. You know, make it difficult for Dallas to get Tony Pollard going, for Zeke Elliott to get positive yards. And if they slow up the run game of the Cowboys uh, and make Dak one-dimensional, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I believe says Dak had a Cinderella game against a sorry defense. Ours is going to turn him into a pumpkin. Yeah, and I do in the breakdown, I mean, when it comes down to a Tampa Bay, we're giving things away. They're playing too far off, uh, allowing you know Dak to have easy reads. Um, it was it was not a great game plan coming from Tampa Bay. Uh, they were misplaying their zone coverages. Uh, they were sagging on things too much. They're so afraid of a something going over the top that they just let them pick them apart underneath. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't great, and and I think it was more so. I think Dallas executed. Don't get me wrong. Dallas did what they needed to do, uh, but Tampa Bay never adjusted after the first two series to how the Cowboys adjusted. The Cowboys' first two series and first 10 plays in their script, not good at all. Uh, after that and their adjustments, they did pretty good. So uh, Kellen Moore did a good job, and we'll see how he handles D'Amico Ryans. I think Ryans is going to give Dak a lot of different looks and a lot of different reads, and if they can stop the run early on, I think it's going to make make it difficult on Dak. He's not great in third and long situations. Uh, Ronnie says, with that win, Purdy can have more playoff wins in eight games than Dak had in seven years. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that would be impressive, right? I mean, uh, Brock Purdy has shown that these moments haven't been too big for him. Did he have a slow start in the wild card round? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think even he would admit he wasn't the sharpest that he's been. You attribute that to nerves or weather. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that he showed up when he needed to show up and made the plays that he needed to make. By the time we got to the second half, Brock Purdy was operating the offense at a very high level. Uh, the finds of Christian McCaffrey, you know, finding him and then finding Elijah Mitchell for those walk-in touchdowns were huge in that football game. And that a lot of that goes to Brock Purdy. You got to give him credit for when things aren't, you know, the first read, second read aren't there, uh, being able to improvise and get the ball out where he needs to get it. Uh, so those are on Purdy. And I think he could do the same thing in this game. The only problem is with Micah Parsons rushing the passer, you can't take that much time. You can't juke people all the time. I mean, we've seen it when they played Arizona. Uh, you can get run down when you go against those really extreme athletes. And Parsons is one of those guys that can run him down. So he's got to be, uh, you know, kind of leery and understand where Parsons is going to be. Google says, Ant, I turned off the Tampa Bay game on Monday night early. Apparently Dak had an amazing game. Was he not pressured by Tampa the whole game? He wasn't. Uh, early in the game, Vita Vea got home and... All you need to know about Tampa Bay's uh, pass rush is Vita Vey is their leading sacker on the season. Uh, they lost Shaq Barrett. You know uh, they they let guys go in the off season. Um, Joe Tryon, he's not been you know that superstar player yet. He shows some promise in his second season, um, but they definitely don't have the pass rush the 49ers have. With that being said, Dak took what the defense gave him. They got the ball out in a timely manner, and he found matchups that worked for him. So the four years have to make sure they limit those things. Make it hard for Dak to read what you're doing. To me, Tampa Bay's defense became very simplistic. You could understand what they're what they were trying to do um, formationally, and also they were uh, very dependent on the blitz. And when it wasn't working because they couldn't get home with their front four, uh, Dak was able to locate it. They showed uh, their blitz early, and he was able to decipher what it was and throw right where it vacated from. Uh, you have to give him credit for that. I just think it's going to be a little bit more difficult with how D'Amico handles disguising blitzes and disguising coverages. Those things can throw Dak off. And if you have that little second or, you know, second and a half where you're trying to decipher what coverage it is, that could be too late. That could be just enough time for one of these guys to get home. Uh, I believe says, I think the weather had more to do with Brock's game than with nerves. He always looks cold-blooded. He does. Uh, he absolutely does, you know, and he ripped that first one over the top of Debo's head. That would, you know, you're like, oh, okay. But the next, very next pass was a great throw to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so, I mean, you got to give him credit. Every time that you know, adversity comes his way, he meets it head on and it exceeds expectations. I mean, he just had, you know, as far as touchdown wise, one of his best games in the history of his career, if not the best. 
and he's putting himself up there. And if he can continue this run, he's going to be remembered, you know, for, for this run and what the 49ers can do. Uh, WTM says, what is Bosa's matchup looking like on Sunday? Uh, so right now, Jason Peters, who started at left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys in the matchup against Tampa Bay, they felt Jason Peters was the best option at tackle uh, left tackle because then they can move Tyler Smith, the rookie into guard and Peters is better at pass blocking and him and Smith together was better. Now, He's Jason Peters hasn't practiced Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. I'm starting to think he's not going to play, which means Tyler Smith is going to start at left tackle and Connor McGovern, who they were using as their extra offensive lineman. Uh, he started a lot of games this season at left guard while Smith was playing left tackle. He'll be playing left guard. You're going to get a matchup of Bosa against the Smiths. Tyler Smith, the rookie uh, who's done a very good job this year. He's very grabby, very holdy. Uh, that's going to be something. Let's see how much he gets called for holding. If he gets called for it early, you look for Nick Bosa to have tremendous success. On the other side, you have Tyron Smith. Uh, Smith has been around for a long time. He's one, been one of the great players in this league, but he is a lot older, a lot longer in the tooth, and definitely not the Smith that was the all-pro You know, three, four years ago. He's had a lot of injuries and that sort of thing. So Last year, Charles Aminahue was able to get after Tyron Smith in a, in a big way. Nick Bosa, of course, didn't play the second half of that football game or most of it because of a concussion. So I think Bosa is going to be just fine. His skill level is better than it was last year, whether that's using his advanced knowledge of football pass rushing moves against Tyler Smith or using his speed size combination against Tyron Smith. I think those are going to be fun things to watch. We know that he's going to prepare for every single tackle, including Peters. But if Peters isn't playing, that's going to help the 49ers pass rush so much uh, because now you got McGovern in, which means, you know, if you're playing Charles Minnehue on the inside or you move both on the inside, they can find a favorable matchup there in those situations. Of course, you know, I mean, Dallas still has Zach Martin and he's fantastic. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, but uh, that's the matchup that we got going on right now. And, um, Let's say WTM says, what's the main reason the Cowboys run defense is so bad? Who, who are their weak links? Number 42, Anthony Barr, the number one weak link on the defense. As far as run defense, he's just, he's not great in run fits. Uh, there's one play. I almost lose my mind in the, in the scouting report. I'm going to put on Patreon. He is got backside support. Uh, so when you're flowing as linebackers, there's somebody that's got to have the cutback lane. Because if not, you know, you've seen it. Christian McCaffrey runs to the right, breaks back to the left. And he overflows all the way behind Van Der Esch. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's poor play. No linebacker coach likes to see that. And it created a huge void in lane. It was not taken advantage of by Tampa Bay because Fournette just tried to nestle up in there. But he could have had a huge run on the play if it was a different running back with better vision. And I've seen that consistently. They put Parsons a lot of times on the offense's left side. And they put Barr on that side as well. To me, that is where you run. If you get that look, if you're getting Parsons on Brent Williams and Barr on that side as well. You run left. You already want to run behind Aaron Banks. You already want to run behind Trent Williams. You run there all day. Uh, you're going to get Parsons playing his wide nine. He's going to play far out wide. Uh, you're going to be able to kick him. You can even let him come free and block him with Kyle. You check to the outside, even though he's a tremendous athlete. You'll probably beat that sometimes. But get him moving this way. Push up to second level with your other offensive linemen. And get on bar. He will make a bad play. He doesn't execute. He doesn't shed blocks great. And get to that next level. Now, their safeties are highly aggressive. So they're going to be highly aggressive in the run game. But it's okay. Eventually, they're going to miss tackles. Or you're going to be able to go over the top with play action once you've established a run game. But uh, bar to me, is the number one target in the running game. And he's the number one target in the passing game. Finding matchups on Anthony Barr are key. And also running at, running at Micah Parsons. He's a great player. Run at him. I'm telling you, that's that's the way to do it. That's how the 49ers win this football game, is taking advantage of Micah Parsons in run defense. And DZ, what's up, DZ Egum? How's it going? So I think this is our best overall team since 94. What do you think, Ant? It's really good. I think this is the most, I can say this uh, unequivocally, the 49ers offense that they have right now has the most weapons, the most talented offense the 49ers have had since 1994. And I don't even think it's close. 
Uh, you know, in 94, you have Jerry Rice, you have Ricky Waters, uh, you have Brent Jones. Um, you have a lot of spectacular offensive players. William Floyd, you could go, the list goes on. J.J. Stokes, right? Um, I think they even had John Taylor still. Uh, so it's it's a it's a really good roster. But you can put these guys up there. I mean, the addition of Christian McCaffrey was a game breaker. Um, I, I think that it's, I think they are the most talented offense we've seen since then. And defensively, they're one of the best the 49ers have had. Uh, are they up there with, you know, the 2011, 12, 13, you know, hardball years? Uh, it, I think it's close. They've been spectacular. Uh, are they as good as 94? I don't know if they're as good as that defense, but they're close. And if they are, that means overall, this team is definitely the best overall roster I've seen since 1994. Google accounts as Ant in the Seattle game. There was a weakness in Seattle's D, which was the cross over the middle. Do you know any specific weaknesses we can expose in Dallas's defense? Um, yeah, I mean it, it's their aggressiveness. Um, their aggressiveness is the place to expose. Uh, they move a lot with motion, so we know Kyle Shanahan likes to get motion moving to open up horizontal areas to throw the football. Uh, that's number one. Number two, they're aggressive in the run game, which means their safeties and defensive players like to fly one direction. And last year in the wild card, one of the very first plays to Debo was a pitch to the right with him cutting back to the left side. Their aggressiveness is one of their weaknesses. And then just in zone coverage, taking advantage over the middle. And you're going to, 49ers live in the middle, right? You have Anthony Barr and you have Van Der Esch. They're not great. Over the middle, 49ers are going to have opportunities there. If you run man coverage, they're going to kill you because they have too many weapons. But what will they do with the safeties? They like bringing guys into the box. You know, they like bringing in Wilson. Uh, they like bringing in Jerron Curse and playing those guys in the box. That's great. That's all in good. Those guys can help you in the pass game. But what do you do when it's all of a sudden you think it's a pass and they run the football? Because the four years can get you in those predicaments where they get you a nickel and dime and all of a sudden they can still run the football with Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel. To me, those are the huge mismatches, and I think the aggressiveness of of their defense is what's going to be a problem for that Google account. I really do. Uh, I think the middle of the field will be open, and unless they try to run a robber, uh, put that safety in that box, and in those cases, it's going to open up something else. You're going to be deficient somewhere else. Uh, Ellis says, uh, four years cutback, can we start a vote on Twitter? The winner of the four years Cowboys matchup is the true America's team. Well, we can start that. I don't know if, you know, I mean, I don't think the the Cowboys will recognize the results, uh, you know, of, of what we put because 49ers Twitter will probably be all over that and choose the 49ers uh, hands down. And, you know, I don't, I mean, the, the America's team moniker, I'm not really worried about it. I mean, they, they might be America's team in the past, uh, but, you know, they haven't won a divisional, a divisional round football game in the playoffs since 1995. Uh, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of success for the Cowboys, especially in the postseason. It's going to be tough. Uh, Pure says, yeah, that's going to be a real problem for Dallas. Their line holds a lot, and their defense can't stop the run. 129 yards per game that they give up running, you know, rushing the football. The 49ers average over 135. You got to think the 49ers are getting over 130. And if they are getting over 130, the likelihood is they're probably running, you know, just in those carries 20 times. I expect the 49ers to try to rush the football between 30 and 35 times. Balance attacks have defeated the Cowboys all throughout the year. Another interesting stat, I think it was uh, Matt Mayoko that said it, the Cowboys' losses are almost all on natural grass. I, I thought that was tremendously interesting, just the fact that they're going to be playing at Levi Stadium, and most of the you know most of the fields they've lost on this year are natural grass. Just something to, to keep in mind. Anonymous says Bosa is finally going to get the safety I keep predicting this week. There you go. Keep it coming, Anonymous. At some point, he's going to get it. Um, you know, I, I think this game, you know, comes down to a few different things, and it, it's going to come down to execution. Uh, watching Tampa Bay against the Cowboys, uh, there was a lot of lack of execution from Tampa Bay. Uh, could that be that their their players weren't good enough? It could be. Their offensive line had opportunities. I mean, there's a play, and we all know how good Tristan Wirfs is. There is a play that the, the Tampa Bay runs. They're running it to the right side. Uh, and it's like right like in the A-gap. So that's between the center and the guard. They get a nice movement. They get a nice push. Micah Parsons is lined up in a wide nine outside of Tristan Wirfs. 
Kristen Wirfs allows him to get across his face and get down the line of scrimmage and make a tackle on a play that ends up getting three yards for Tampa Bay. If he makes that block, that run doesn't go for three. It goes for 30. Uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy, the lack of execution. And that's from a really good football player like Tristan Wirfs. And it wasn't like Parsons did anything. All Wirfs had to do was work himself up the field a little bit farther and let him go upfield. That's all he had to do. And he didn't do it. Lack of execution. The four yards have to execute to beat Dallas. If they do, if they execute at, at a high level, they will whoop Dallas. Uh, if they execute at a good level, they can beat Dallas. Uh, but Dallas can execute too, so don't get me wrong. I just think the 49ers in certain areas have matchup issues for Dallas. And, you know, they're also the other way. I mean, Dallas, it's not like Dallas doesn't have mismatch problems for the 49ers, but uh, on I'm talking on offense. The 49ers offense, there's a reason that the radio station in Dallas said they hope that Christian McCaffrey pulled a hamstring. They can't stop him. They know it. Christian McCaffrey on any one of those linebackers, including Micah Parsons, advantage 49ers. Christian McCaffrey against any one of those safeties advantage Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. And just his vision, the way he's able to run, Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams blocking against these edge guys. Uh, if you can get, if you can handle the Marcus Lawrence, I, I think you can run the football at a high level. And so what does Dallas have to do? Be more aggressive in stopping the run. Put more guys in the box. What does that do? Create opportunities for Brock Purdy to go down the field. All of a sudden, you got Diggs playing one-on-one, -on -one, and he was playing way off of Evans. I don't expect him to play that far off, you know, of, of Brandon Ayuk, but you're going to have matchups with Brandon Ayuk and, and Bland, one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it's it's interesting. It really is. This, these are some of those matchups. I keep watching the film, and I keep finding trying to find the way that the Cowboys are significantly, you know, better or going to dominate I haven't been able to find it yet. I keep finding ways that 49ers can win. I, I find areas where where Dallas is probably a little bit more supreme or a little bit better. Um, you know, I mean, but there's there's just not very many of them. There's really not. Uh, ben B says, what is with radio calling out Cowboys injuring CMC? It, it's crazy, right? I mean, I, I think I mentioned that just a second ago. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I'm thinking that's the, you know, it's just some guys being not smart with their words, you know, saying things they don't think about. Uh, you never wish injury on anyone. Um, that's just not good karma. That's not good, you know, a uh, good way to go about your business. But I think that they are nervous. I think a lot of people that, you know, a lot of Dallas fans are, you know, hyped about their team, love their team. But I wonder how many actually believe that they can come in there to Levi Stadium and and do the things that they say they can do. Um, I think they're a good enough football team that if the 49ers don't play at their best, they could beat the 49ers. Uh, but I think if both teams are playing at their best, San Francisco has a superior roster. Uh, they have a superior scheme. And I think they can go execute. And one of those things I wanted to bring up that was interesting is when I was on Patreon uh, yesterday with John Chapman, we do our, our weekly show over there. Uh, we were talking about the double tight end set. And John said, hey, he expects them to run double tight ends. And I'm like, I welcome that. If you want to run two, two tight ends, that means you only have two receivers on the field. And that means you have, what, C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. That's a lot easier for the 49ers to be able to navigate through. Plus, it leaves Aziz Alshire on the field to help with the run. Uh, to me, that is good. The 49ers linebackers flow so good. If you have all three of those guys working together, uh, they can, you know, you cut it off. You make the play. You, you're on the cutback lane. Like, these guys can all work together together. To me, that's a good situation. I look for Dallas to try to, I think they'll try some two tight end sets, don't get me wrong, um, and try to find some some good matchups for Dalton Schultz. Uh, but you have Fred Warner, you have, you know, Hufanga. It's a different safety group than last year. I also believe that you can find some, uh, they're going to have to spread them out and try to find run lanes with Jimmy Ward on the field. Uh, but I think also, and one of the reasons I think they're going to try to run more three wide receivers is they're going to try to get C.D. Lamb on Jimmy Ward in the slot. That could be advantage for the Cowboys. That's an area. I, I said there's a, there are some, and that's one of them that it could be. C.D. Lamb against Jimmy Ward in the slot. Jimmy Ward is not a, you know, a great corner. He's, he's good. He's one of the best nickel corners at stopping the run in the league. Let me say that. He's spectacular that way. Uh, but one-on-one you know, -on -one with C.D. Lamb, I don't know. I think what the 49ers can do, though, is take advantage of Lamb being in there and bracket him. 
okay, Jimmy, you're going to take away the outside and over the top here. And, uh, you know, Dre Greenlaw, you're going to take the inside here. And we're going to go ahead and make sure that CD doesn't do anything to beat us. Uh, so you you definitely will see some interesting things here, there. It was last year that Amari Cooper beat K1 Williams on the slot fade for a touchdown. Um, I'm, you know, they're going to try it again, and they're going to try to take advantage of Jimmy Ward. D'Amico just has to make sure uh, that, you know, he makes sure he protects Jimmy Ward, and he has a good sound, you know, defense to be able to limit what they want to do. I think the loss of Amari Cooper, it really is important. WTM says, what's the biggest advantage we have on defense? I think the biggest advantage we have on defense is how multiple we are uh, with coverages and how multiple we are with uh, looks. So uh, you can give a variety of different looks. You can move guys around. You can put different guys in the box. And I think those things can confuse you. I think also the fact that you're able to stop the run with seven guys in the box, you're able to uh, play good defense and get home with four, give you advantages. Those are your keys. You just got to stick to those. Uh, make sure you do what you're supposed to do. Don't do too much. Let Fred be Fred. You know, and, and Fred's got to let Dre do his job. And they got to let Aziz do his job. Don't try to play hero ball. You know, and that's what was going on a little bit, um, you know, with uh, Talano Fonga. He was getting his eyes dirty. That's what D'Amico said, right? We used to tell our DBs all the time, hey, don't get stuck with your eyes in the backfield. Uh, you have to make sure you locate your guy. Stay on your guy. When you get stuck looking in that backfield, you can get into some trouble as a defensive back. And Hufanga was trying to be very instinctive pre-snap. So he's trying to navigate what teams were doing pre-snap and then taking advantage. Early in the season, that worked. Uh, he deciphered what was coming and that he jumped on it. Later on in the season, they figured out this is what Hufanga does. We're going to give him a look so that way he'll try to jump it because we only do this. And then we're going to do something else. And he was getting beat. Over the last two weeks, I've seen Hufanga... He does his pre-snap reads, and he's still instinctual about them. But now what he does is let that cut down what it's going to be instead of deciding what it's going to be. So instead of it being like one play that he's decided it's going to be, he says, okay, I know it's this look. They have a variety of these different things that they can do. And then he lets his instincts post-snap take over. I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, Ricky says Niners defensive backs are sus. Uh, I think that there's moments. If you watch, If you only watch the wildcard playoff game, you think Charvarius Ward is suspect uh, because he got beat by DK Metcalf. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and, you know, and hate on anyone, um, you know, for, for saying that, because that's, that's the impression that was left. But Charvarius Ward has only had two bad games this year. Kansas city. He was injured. He came back and he was hurt. He was dealing with a groin and this game against the Seahawks. And he has no excuse for why he played bad against DK Metcalf. He, he gave up the touchdown. He ain't going to, you know, he ain't going to, you know, front. He knows what's up. With that being said, he has been lights out all year. There's nothing suspect about Charvarius Ward. Uh, he's going to come out there. He's going he's gonna to play physical. Uh, he's going to get on CeeDee Lamb. He's going to get on Gallup. And he'll probably be playing more of you know Gallup uh, you know, and Noah Brown and those guys, T.Y. Hilton, because they're going to play CeeDee a lot in the slot so that way he can't get um, you know, hit, on, hit on the line of scrimmage. He's got some freedom there playing on the slot, playing off ball. But Charvarius Ward's going to be fine. And all along the way, Diomo Lenore keeps getting better, getting more confidence. He was in DK's hip pocket. The plays that Devontae Adams made against Diomo Lenore, they weren't because Diomo Lenore got whooped. They were because Diomo Lenore didn't make the play on the ball. He was in the right spot. That long play to Devontae Adams in that Raiders game, he's on him. He just doesn't finish it. He doesn't make the play on the ball, but he's in his hip pocket. He's right where he's supposed to be. Those are things that you can really learn to enjoy and that's what it's about. It's about pressure, continuing to keep pressure on those wide receivers, not allowing space. If you don't allow space, you're going to have a problem. Last year in the playoffs, Dak Prescott threw an interception to K1 Williams. There was absolutely no space on the play. Be smothering. And I think that's what the 49ers can do. Uh, have they made mistakes? Yes, they have. Can they get beat? Of course they can. Uh, it's tough to play defensive back in this league. It's tough to you know, go through everything you need to do and play some of this, the tremendous skill players. Um, but I think they're going to show up. I really do. I think they're going to have a tough game. I think this match or a good game. I think these matchups are better for the 49ers secondary than last, than last week. Uh, overall, Tyler Lockett's a tough cover. DK Metcalf's a freak of nature. Um, I just don't see that from Dallas. If the, if Dallas had Amari Cooper, different conversation, those three guys together are nasty. You had Dalton Schultz. Uh, it just makes it difficult. 
Uh, Google says Dallas got smacked around by Washington in their last game of the regular season. Would you say most of that was because of Washington's defense, Dallas being inconsistent all year or something else? I think it's a little bit of a combination. I think early on in that football game, Washington was getting after Dallas. They were making it difficult. Um, they were putting all kinds of pressure on them in the secondary, putting pressure on them with their defensive front. And they just made it, you know, they made it tough. And, you know, that's what Jimmo is saying here. Chase Young came back. Uh, yeah, Chase Young was back against the 49ers too. He's pretty good, you know what I mean? But it definitely helped. And then also, I think, you know, the legs of Howell. I mean, they were able to, he was able to, uh, you know, move the sticks. He made some plays on offense. But they were locating some of the mismatches that we've talked about. And one thing that they've done is they know that the, the Dallas Cowboys defensive secondary can't hold up for that long. I mean, they're one of the best pass rushing teams. I mean, they're the best pass rushing team as far as sacks, 54 sacks, you know, the most hurries. In that category, they're number one. What happens is, though, if they don't get home, that secondary won't hold up. Deron Bland is playing outside corner. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not not great for them. They're bringing in, you know, they're playing uh, uh, Jaron Curse on the outside, or he's playing nickel sometimes. Other times it's Israel McQuamu. McQuamu's a backup. Like, they have some deficiencies in the secondary. They're highly aggressive, uh, you know, and I like that about them, but also they're bad tacklers. Uh, there's lots of times in the Tampa Bay game where Tom Brady checks it down, and there's a, you know, a first down because they're just not there to make the tackle. Diggs overruns it, you know, you get upfield. Those type of things can be backbreakers against the 49ers. Just third and seven, Brock Purdy don't have anything downfield. Dallas will play the sticks, which means they'll play everyone at the first down marker or just behind and allow you to check it down and then rally to make tackles. The problem was, you hit Christian McCaffrey or one of them underneath, you have to secure that tackle. If you don't, first down. And it's not just McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Jawan Jennings. I mean, they've got so many guys that can do it. Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle. I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So those types of things, uh, the lack of tackling from the Cowboys, I think should be a big concern. And I just think the number one thing to watch is just Anthony Barr. Locate 42 all game. You know, and if you guys if you guys like watching film, go back and watch anything that has to do. Uh, and, and thanks so much, uh, Topeka, for the subscription. Really appreciate uh, you joining the Cutback Crew. And just watch 42. 42 is, is, is the weakness in the defense. And it's not like it's a, a thing on Anthony Barr. I don't have a problem with Anthony Barr. I think he's been a solid player in this league. But he's playing a different type of defense than he's used to playing, and it is showing on film. And even when he comes to be an edge rusher, when they put Parsons back playing a traditional off-ball linebacker, you can see it. It's not there. I mean, he's not coming hard. He's not, you know, tremendous that way. His first step's not there. I, I to me, there's just opportunities. And and what's up to Bobby? How's it going? Bobby says um, Diggs is overrated. He looked like it last year. You know what I mean? He looked like it against Brandon Ayuk. I think that's going to be a battle. Um, and I, I think, you know, Ayuk's going to get the best of him sometimes. I think it's going to be fun. Scott Hill, how's it going? Scott says, what's up, Ant? I'm excited finally for playoff football. LFG, let's effing go. Yeah, it's it's exciting times, you know, and this is one of those cool matchups. You start talking, you know, talking about the matchups, and that's where it's a lot of fun. You get into the X's and O's. And with this one, it's even more fun. Uh, because there are great players on both sides of the ball, right? And then this is funny. Uh, Texas boy says, I know you're not talking about missed tackle. Ward's so trash getting trucked by DK. Hey, if that's what you want to think, thanks for watching one game. Look what happens when you play again on Sunday. Uh, yeah, he got ran over by DK. Who's not going to get ran over by T TK or DK? He's huge. Uh, so yeah, did he get ran over? Absolutely. So he missed one tackle. You know what I mean? He's got one of the best tackle rates in the league. Yamato Lenore, one of the best tackle rates in the league. Uh, Trevon Diggs didn't even make, didn't even touch Tampa Bay's running back. At least our guy got ran over. You didn't even touch him. You moonwalked away from him. Nah, I ain't, I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it at all. Um, yeah, it, we them boys in the house. Well, welcome. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you guys can stay and learn why the 49ers have advantages uh, in a lot of areas. And um, I think that that's one of the things that's fun about this game, though, is you got cool players. You got great fan bases. And let me say that. Anyone that's from the Cowboys that comes in chat, welcome. I like giving you guys a hard time, but uh, you got a good football team, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun in this matchup. Um, and so I think that it's going to be cool. 
I think that when it comes down to these guys, though, you got these cool skill players on both sides and like some some parallels, right? CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Ayuk drafted in the same draft, uh, thought of in a lot of the same manners, guys that are yards after the catch guys, uh, guys that can make a lot of plays. To those, um, I'm excited about it. And I, I think that's what's going to be fun is watching some of these cool matchups. And what's up, Gary? Welcome to chat. Uh, Bobby says Ward is not trash. <laughs> he said, okay, it's a big receiver. Most cornerbacks will get ran over by him. Yeah, that's not a cool matchup. Uh, so it's it's fun. Uh, and it, yeah, and uh, I would love to, to hear it not even being sarcastic. So I will, you know, and I'll, I will, I will talk about it. He says, how does the Niners win in this matchup? And, and, I, and how, and how can the Cowboys win? Let me start with the 49ers. What the 49ers have to do on offense is attack Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr is a weakness, not only in the run game, but in the passing game. And if you watch him on film, you can see uh, he just doesn't execute and run fits very well. And that's why the Cowboys give up 129 yards with Parsons playing outside in his wide nine technique. It opens a void in the defense to be able to run the football. There were avenues for Tampa Bay to run the ball. They just didn't execute their offensive line. Didn't take advantage of it doubt and Dallas's defensive line played better props. When it comes down to uh, that, you get the run game going. Once you establish the run game, uh, then you're going to be able to go over the top and make plays down the field. So attacking Anthony Barr, attacking Va Van Der Esch uh, in the passing game, those are also weaknesses. Both those guys in passing situations, not good. If you can force the Cowboys to have to bring in Purse, uh, bring in Wilson into the box, you can run the football pretty consistently on them if you're in your base set. Personnel is a big reason why the four yards offense could be successful because are you staying in your base four three if you're Dallas or are you coming into a nickel set against you know George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, to me, that's the biggest advantage for the 49ers on offense. As far as defense goes, I think it's all about stopping the run game. If Dallas gets a run game going, they're going to be hard to beat because then you're going to get play action from Dak. He can get the ball downfield. So how do the how do the Cowboys win? By getting the run game going, getting Pollard going, establishing a solid run game that they can put Dak in positions where he can get outside the pocket and locate his receivers downfield because then if you can't get home and you're having to sell out to stop the run, there will be opportunities for Gallup and C.D. Lamb down the field to make plays. Also, the 49ers have to try to figure out how to match up with Dalton Schultz. Last year in the wild card, Schultz went off, and they took advantage of Tampa Bay coverage as well last week with Schultz. So he's somebody, a matchup issue. How much two tight ends will the Cowboys run? I think is something that's also interesting. So um, it, it's, it's going to be a cool matchup, though. I, I really really think it's going to be a fun one. And that's just a little bit of the insight. You know, I, I, I just enjoy talking 49ers, but I enjoy talking good football and the Cowboys have played some, uh, and Texas says the winner of the, these two teams going to the Super Bowl, it could be what's interesting is last year, right? It was every single time these teams had met the winner went to the Super Bowl. Last year was the first time that didn't happen. 49ers didn't make it to the Super Bowl, uh, but you're right. More than likely, most of the time when these two teams match up, they end up, one of the teams end up playing in the Super Bowl. Both teams are capable of getting there and playing, uh, you know, in that game. So uh, pretty good teams. It's going to be a fun matchup and lots of cool things going on. Uh, Ricky says Eagles defense is better than the 49ers. In some categories, you're right. Uh, you know, if you're talking pass rush, uh, Dallas and Philadelphia have more sacks than the 49ers on the season. If you're talking about turnovers, Dallas creates more turnovers than the 49ers. If you're talking about run defense, the 49ers are the best. If you're talking about scoring defense, the 49ers are the best. If you're talking about run defense, the 49ers are the best. If you're talking about uh, passing, the Eagles are the best. There are different categories that these teams are better at. Um, so it all comes down to, to matchups when you actually play. So, you know, with the Eagles, yeah, their their pass defense is great. So if you can establish a run game on them, you have a chance to win. Uh, and it's the same with all these other teams. If you can, you know, get the 49ers in situations where they have third and long, um, I mean, I'm sorry, where you have third and short, you can beat the 49ers by converting first downs. So, I mean, that's the thing. All these teams have categories where they're the best. Three really great football teams. Don't get me wrong. Three great. Uh, but every one of them have a way that you can defeat them. Every single one of them have weaknesses. The, the thing is, can you locate the weakness and then take advantage of the weakness? If you can, you're going to win as long as you execute. If you can't, there you go. Uh, and Bobby says, Purdy's been playing the best defense all, all year long every day. That definitely has helped him. 
that definitely has helped him. Uh, let's see. I, week four, I predicted Niners or Dallas win Super Bowl. Great analysis. Thank you. How do you feel about Van Der Esch? Van Der Esch, fantastic. And thank you for the, the nice words. I really appreciate it. And good call on uh, 40 yards of Dallas winning. That's, that's good. Week four, Niners weren't playing great at the time. Um, how do you feel about Van Der Esch is this simple. Van Der Esch is great in the run game. His run fits are fantastic. He's in the right spots. Uh, to me, that was a, you know, him coming back from injury was huge for Dallas. Where he's a liability is in pass. Uh, so a lot of times they move him around, but I've seen opportunities, you know, with like Kate Otten against him in Tampa where Van Der Esch was beat. Uh, was, were they able to take advantage of it? No, and you have to be able to take advantage of it. But I think the 49ers will try to find situations to get George Kittle or, you know, Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk on Van Der Esch. And if they can, that could be a weakness for Dallas. The 49ers like to throw the football over the middle of the field. Uh, you know, the teams that do it the most, you know, the 49ers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers operate over the middle of the field more than any other team. Van Der Esch is a, is a weakness there. Uh, can you exploit it is the bigger question, but I think that's where he's weak, where he's strong is in the run game, where I think he's one of the better linebackers in the league against the run. And Bobby says Niners 38, Dallas 21. Good game. Uh, uh, Google says objectively, statistically, the Eagles D is not better than the Niners. I, I think it's how you see it. Um, I have it the other way. Dallas 38, 17. Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't predicted this game yet. I've still been watching film. I did my breakdown for Patreon. I'm actually going to get my score prediction tomorrow. I'm going to do a, a game preview show where I go through all the key matchups and all that. So, um, it's, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be a fun one. Some categories don't count overall counts. It, it does. Uh, Niners had a soft schedule. However, they are uh, very talented. Honestly, I think Purdy hits a rookie wall this game. I think what's interesting about it, right? Cause I mean, people have been coming into the, the comment section and saying that, you know, this team has, hasn't played a tough schedule. Uh, first off, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. Number one, number two, the 49ers were dead last, you know, I'm or, or one. I'm sorry. They were, were they three in the division last year? Number three in the division. I'm sorry. So their schedule was supposed to be easier. But if the 49ers played an easy schedule and won all those games by one score, you know, by three points and all that, I would say, you know what? You, you've got something to that argument. But the 49ers were blowing people away. They were winning by double digits. Uh, so they were handling their business at beating the teams that they were supposed to beat. So I don't think it plays into this, you know, strength of schedule. And once you get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter what you did during the regular season. What matters is how you're playing right now. The 49ers have won 11 straight. They're doing something right. Uh, you can't win 11 straight in, in the playoffs without doing something right. So I, I think it's, you know, I, I think that they're, they're going to be just fine. I'm not worried about the strength of schedule, uh, but that's definitely a, a go-to uh, for sure. I, I think it is a go-to. Uh, Daryl with the Super Chat says, do you feel like we can't cover the tight end with a linebacker, it depends on what linebacker. Okay, we've seen Dre Greenlaw be able to handle some some uh, tight ends, right? He was on Gasecki. Gasecki's a good receiving tight end, so that's a that's a good one. Um, I, I think you know he's proven that he can do it, but Fred definitely can. I mean, I think Fred Warner can cover uh, Jolts one on one. I don't think you want to put him in those situations. I think you want to get a lot of zone coverage, try to confuse Dak, uh, you know, make some things happen where you drop people out. Um, and, and what's up, kid? Thanks so much for Kid Murray with the subscription. Thank you for joining the Cutback Crew. Um, I think that the Fournier's can find ways. I think with Hufanga, uh, with Fred Warner, with Drake Greenwell, they can find ways to navigate, you know, getting it done. And so I'm pretty excited about how they'll be able to match up with Dalton Schultz. Um, Mr. Nax, how's it going? Thanks for the subscription. Um, to me, there's there's going to be fun matchups, and that's one of them that, that you're going to have to watch. Dalton Schultz versus linebacker safety. I don't think it's as simple as the 49ers can't cover him. I think they just have to make sure they do it the right way. Make sure you have you know different looks. Don't consistently give Dak the same looks. If you're giving Dak the same looks, oh, we're always covering this guy with this guy. We're always doing this. We're always bracketing CeeDee Lamb when he's in the slot. They're going to figure it out. McCarthy's a smart enough coach. You know, Kellen Moore's a, a smart enough coach. They're going to figure it out. And then Dak's going to locate the opening and be able to get there. But... I think when it comes down to, uh, you know, D'Amico, he's 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 constantly thinking, he's constantly changing, and I think that's why their second half adjustments are so important. Can Dallas match those? If they can match the second half adjustments of the 49ers, 
Oh, it, it, we could be in for a, a really big one. It, it, it's it's going to be uh, fun. And Jimbo says you can't work around disadvantages. It makes it tough. Absolutely. Uh, when I was coaching, I would I would you know have certain players that you knew you needed to make sure you put them in the right situations to be successful. Uh, and it was frustrating at times when you couldn't overcome those. And so you're right. I mean, some of those times it just gets you. Uh, JLE says not worried about the cow pies. Oh, and JLE, I think I saw something, right? You said something about the Madden Sim. Yeah, the Madden Sim is recorded, uh, but I just got to post it. So it'll for sure be coming out. Uh, Madden Sim is fantastic. It's an interesting game, um, you know, and 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 good offense on both sides of the, the, the field and everything. Like, I was, I was actually entertained by the game for sure. So uh, Bobby says this game will be highly impacted by tight end on both sides. I think so, too. I do think so. I think uh, George Kittle has some opportunities. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be good. And, and JLE said, when is the Madden Sim? Um, if if I have an opportunity, I'll post it tonight. If not, I will put it up er, you know, for early tomorrow. Uh, it's recorded. I have a couple of things I have to do after I get off the live. So if I have an opportunity, though, I'll get it out tonight so you guys can all start checking it out. Um, Bobby says, every week they've been saying Purdy going to hit a rookie hole. Yeah, it, it. I think it was back. I'm trying to remember when it was. Maybe it was Tampa Bay. Once the 49ers played Tampa Bay, you know, and everyone just kept saying, I, I was done. I was done with it. I no longer had any more qual qualifiers for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy had proved to me that he was sufficient running Kyle Shanahan's system. And when things broke down, he could make plays. So to me, it wasn't really worried about it. So I, I'm like, I'm, I'm over all that. There's no more qualifiers. He's proven he can win in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, maybe the next qualifier will be how can he play in the Super Bowl? Uh, but until then, I'm not really worried about it. And what's up, PA? How's it going? Um, I hope you're having a good day and welcome to the cutback crew. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, and, uh, PA Niner fan 87. I'm sorry. I got a better picture of it now. So welcome to the 40 years cutback crew. Uh, wins in the NFL over anyone. I think is even in the regular season, it is important because you have to win those games. You get to the playoffs. Uh, and I think that's always something you monitor and, and look at, but you kind of, when you get to this, when you get to the, the playoffs, it's a different atmosphere. It's a different vibe. Uh, practices are different. Uh, showing up for games, it feels different. There's a different emotion. There's an energy in the crowd. I mean, it's it's just different. And I think that when you get there, it's it was good experience for the young players for Dallas and for San Francisco to get a win last week. Uh, now they're ready and they're set in. And, you know, now it's just football. Uh, it's football. And uh, Bobby says every week they've been saying Purdy going to hit a rookie as and still waiting. I think we're going to keep waiting. I really do. Uh, PA Niner fan, hey, just be subscribed, said, I honestly don't think this game will be close. You know, I think there are people that believe that. Um, I haven't made my full, you know, full thought on it yet. I do believe that, you know, Dallas has enough weapons to make this thing interesting. And I think the matchups, you have to execute those matchups. So uh, Count Club says, do you all hear Dallas radio host wishing C-Mac uh, gets hurt this Sunday as Dallas will have a better chance to win? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I did see that. I did hear about that. It's unfortunate. You know, sometimes people say things without thinking about it. I'm hoping that's the case here. Uh, but I think what it also could signal is that you're a little you know, nervous about going against Christian McCaffrey. And watching the film, I would be nervous about Christian McCaffrey too if I was going to try to cover him with some of the matchups, you know, like Van Der Esch, Anthony Barr, uh, even Parsons. I think Parsons, spectacular athlete, good pass rusher. Uh, but, you know, do you want him one-on-one -on -one with Christian McCaffrey? I don't think so. Uh, I would never wish injury on anyone, for sure. Not even if it's just a hamstring. It doesn't make you feel better. Um, so, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And we got a, we got a super chat in, so I got to get to that. From Google account, says, Dallas will be uh, Big Cock Brock's hardest test. I honestly do not feel Dallas coaching staff and personnel are good enough to compete with the 49ers 38-21. And, you know, the thing is, is when it comes to Dallas, it's the same coaching staff as last year. Uh, you're you're going to get heavy influence by McCarthy, but you got Kellen Moore, and then you got Dan Quinn, and that that's an interesting dynamic. Dan Quinn, the Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know they coach together with the with the Atlanta Falcons. They understand each other. Uh, you know Quinn helped Kyle Shanahan understand that cover three, that Seattle cover three, because Kyle said it was one of the most difficult defenses to go against, and he really helped him you know, break their rules. I mean, that was one thing Sherman said. Kyle Shanahan was the one to do it. So to me, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm curious how Quinn comes out and tries to attack. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be good. And 
Uh, I haven't said it every week, but I hear that Dallas defense is the best he's going to uh, see uh, yet. Uh, TD Lamb. Yeah, I mean, it, they have been saying it. Uh, you know, they said it with Tampa Bay. They said it with Washington. You know, they, they keep saying it's going to be the best defense. Uh, Dallas is probably, I think Dallas is the most explosive pass rush he's seen. Um, and, you know, I think that the test for that officially, you know, was the Washington Commanders. So I, I think it's, and then any nervousness about Kyle Shannon's play calling in huge games? No. Uh, if you go back and you look at the play calling, it's not really a concern. It's usually lack of execution that has done the 49ers in. They haven't been able to execute the plays. Some, a lot of them are there. Has he made mistakes? Absolutely. I mean, he hasn't called perfect games for sure, but right now he's locked in and he's rolling. Uh, he's picking all the right plays and calling them at all the right times against the right personnel groupings and getting looks uh, that he wants. And I think a lot of it has to do with McCaffrey opening things up, putting more pressure on the defense. Uh, it's not now locate Debo and locate George and then, you know, handle Ayuk. Uh, now you have to go ahead and, and locate, you know, everybody. So it, it's a lot more different. It's a lot more difficult. And WTM says, we not playing Mahomes Sunday. 40 yards will be more than fine. Holmes is pretty spectacular. He is. He is spectacular. Um, Jimmo says, Jimmy G had four TDs and six INTs in six playoff games. No one is afraid of Jimmy G. Uh, no, I mean, Brock is doing pretty good. Uh, any prediction for Giants-Eagles? I'm rolling with the Giants. I'm rolling with the Giants. Uh, thank you so much also for uh, subscribing. I really appreciate this. I subscribe, thumbed up, enjoy the games this weekend. It's going to be fun. Uh, win or lose, come back for the reaction show and check it out. I, I'll have a lot of fun with it. And thanks for saying good job. Um, I actually think that this could be the Giants. I think they could get it done. If they can get a run game going against a, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm just, I'm, I don't know where Jalen Hurts is at. You can tell me Jalen Hurts is 100% healthy. Uh, I might think he could do it, but I think the Giants might get it done. Christopher says, huge game. 49ers faithful will have to win. Uh, losing is not an option. 49ers will be ready. They will. And, you know, that's the thing. Let's make sure, let's make sure we got a full crowd of 49er fans out there. Jaylee says, any time frame for return of your partner in crime time? Uh, no, there's there's nothing in that category right now. Jay Ellie, um, you know, he, he's busy coaching basketball and all that. So, no. Uh, haven't really had any conversations about him coming back and um he's he's doing his his thing right now and i'm sure at some point we'll we'll have a conversation but as of right now no nothing in that category uh joshua how's it going joshua says san francisco all day i love it yeah bring it uh joshua says say hi if you want san francisco to win so everyone's obviously saying hi except for the bye and i expect nothing different right kenneth paul says how many draft picks would the four years get if they trade lance to tennessee I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what you know they would be interested in giving up. Uh Rand Carthon, you know, of course, would be pulling the trigger on that. Um, it all depends on how much they value Trey Lance, you know, playing and, and what Mike Vrabel says. I'm sure Vrabel's gonna have a huge influence on overall if they decide to trade for Trey Lance. So uh I don't know exactly what that's gonna be, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. And JLE says, check out the cutback merch. It's worth it. Thanks so much, JLE. I don't know if you got your stuff in yet. I know it's shipped. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what you think of your stuff. It's, um, I always, always enjoy when people get their stuff and, you know, if they like it or not. Pern says, so what's our take on the Dallas radio talk show host who wanted CMC hurt? Can't like it. You can't, you, I mean, there's nothing good about that. Uh, nothing good about saying you want people you know, to get hurt. Uh, and it's just, it's just not a good look. I'm hoping he just, you know, was having a good time and spoke, you know, just made a, a, a dumb comment and is ready to move on. Um, and if he apologizes, I think everyone should just forgive him and move on. So um, WTM of the bold prediction, 40 Niners, 35 boys, 17. That's a significant victory. And I take it. I mean, if you want to tell me I can just be comfortable and watch the 40 Niners roll, I'm excited about that. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I love it. I love the feeling. Uh, Mystery Forest says, who is the underdogs in this game? It's the Cowboys. Uh, for the mere fact, I think this is one of those games. It's not a, a toss-up game. I think Vegas has it at, you know, 49ers at a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, but it's at Levi Stadium. It's at 49ers home. The 49ers have uh, won 11 straight games. I don't think it's, like, a tremendous difference between the two teams, but I don't think it's even either. I think the 49ers, you know, definitely are, you know, the team that's expected to win. But, you know, the Cowboys are a underdog, but a very light underdog, in my opinion. 
Michael says, I need you all to pray for my students because they are cowgirl fans. And Monday I'm going to be drive them off the planet. I'm taking no mercy. <laughs> that yeah, I'll I'll send some prayers that way, Michael. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun for you. Uh enjoying that. And, and that's one of the best, right? When you could just lay into them. I used to work at a school for a while, and uh if the 49ers won, uh no one wanted to come at me. If the 49ers lost, everyone came at me it was crazy so uh yeah and i I remember you know that you just never hear the end of it uh but it was a lot of fun you know and the kids are fun they have they they enjoy getting after it and getting uh people going so yeah it's a lot of fun uh, to work at a school and work with the kids Uh, i hope you give them everything those and they 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 deserve all of it they deserve all the noise uh that they're gonna get for for that football game um and i think it's gonna be a good one i really do Well, guys, I'm going to check out. I have some stuff to do tonight, but I really appreciate everyone coming through. Join me for the preview show tomorrow. I'm going to be going through, you know, all the key matchups, talking 49ers, Cowboys, uh, and interacting with all of you. I hope you guys all enjoy the show. Thanks, everyone, for the subscriptions. Really appreciate that. That's huge. Everyone that liked the video, thank you so much. Everyone that contributed with a great chat, uh, thanks for coming through. And I'll catch you guys all in the preview show. If you're not able to catch that, catch me on the reaction show after the game that'll be a lot of fun and if you like madden madden sim will be coming out so check that out as well everyone stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way